gentlemen, welcome back, and welcome to 2017. This is the SCTV podcast for ScreeningClub.com, where we will continue to break down the latest in television entertainment for you each week. I am here with my two associates, my brother Chris. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing all right. I'm kind of sick, as you can probably hear, so apologies if I'm a little off. He's not doing great. And of course, our good friend, Mike. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing well. Happy New Year. Chris, Happy not a New Year. not a great way to, to start the new year. Yeah. Sounding like shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I'm still excited, despite my voice and my demeanor. Yeah, you certainly don't sound excited. You don't look excited. I am. I'm very excited for the new year. <laughs> I promise. Well, you know what? There's lots of good TV coming up very soon, and we've... Uh, Oh, yeah. Had a chance over our little holiday break here to uh, to watch a few different things. How have uh, have you guys been been doing as far as your media consumption over these past couple weeks, the holiday season? Um, not I haven't gotten in as much as I would have liked because, well, we were on break on the podcast. I I, I was still working as many hours as, as I as I normally do, so. Didn't really feel it, but uh, I got in a couple things that I'm I'm excited to talk about today. You mean you didn't use your one hour that we usually record? I should have, I should have devoted it to DS or the way that you've really been pushing. Well, you know, I was like expecting this to be like a time devoid of like good television, but there were some surprises, which we'll talk about that yeah. I didn't even think about uh, that kind of filled my time. Chris is talking about the DS mid-season finale. Yeah, what a surprise. No, let me say something quickly about DS. So, ABC, did you guys see that they have all these, like, holiday promos about, like, based on binge-watching? Like, it's like this cheery holiday music. Uh It's like, oh, you can go binge-watch this show and this show. Like, now's the time. Like, you you have free time in the holidays. Come and... Come and, and binge watch. And it's like the, these sleigh bells and, and happy music is sh- showing all these clips from the show. And then it shows a clip of DS with this happy music and it's Kiefer opening the window and watching the Capitol building explode. <laughs> I just like, is, is that the clip that, that, that you want? Like, even if I guess like, that is what, what sells the show. If if they're trying to to attract new, new eyes to it, that's true. But just, with the happy just... music, someone was editing that, and someone at some point said, "Okay, we've got the cheerful music. Like this is the clip that we've been given to use of DS. <laughs> like, can we do something? Like this is not working. This maybe is not maybe working. that person just had a a, a sick sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I appreciate that." It was really because it's all these like goofy ABC, like all the comedies and stuff, and then just there's the U.S. Capitol building ex- exploding, <laughs> right, right amongst all the, all the funny clips. Anyone, uh, you you guys both both enjoyed your your holidays and uh, got got together with with family and friends and gave gave thanks. Well, a lot of that, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, several Christmas parties were attended. Um, many gifts exchanged. Same here. Did a family. Oh, that was good. Same old, same old. Ooh, me and Chris at our family uh, extended family party had quite a Yankee swap. Have you ever experienced a Yankee swap? Yeah, Mike? we do a Yankee swap every Is year. Is your Yankee swap like 
goofy like oh look all these bad gifts uh yeah it, it ranges some people put a little bit more thought into it than than others for those of you that don't know a yankee swap at least in my understanding which occurred a few a few days ago uh everyone buys a gift yeah and then you pick a gift from the pile in an order everyone has their set order yeah everyone has an order but then the next person to pick can swap out their gift that they've chosen for anyone else's gift so the last person to pick gets any gift that they want do you did you guys not do with whoever has number one gets their choice over over every other gift that is what what yeah, we did yeah number one yeah so you want number one and i had number two. Oh, that's the worst one <laughs> yeah. and uh but there was a little strategy at play because the gift to get during this and we didn't reveal who bought any gifts so i think we we still won't um was an ice cream maker okay and this is amongst a bunch of shit gifts too like i brought a shitty gift i know personally and there was plenty of other shit gifts there there's an ice cream maker that's a, and every that's a this ice cream maker got swapped around this <laughs> ice cream maker is going back and forth and back and forth but i had number two as as i just said my cousin kevin cousin kev shout out had, had control of the ice cream maker who and it had already been passed around maybe th- three times. Uh, he's being very shady about. It. He's trying to hide it and and so on. Um, and I received mine was a dartboard. Didn't have any darts, but it was a dartboard. Dartboard with yeah. darts. And I, what kind uh, of gift is that? And I said that's a Yankee swap gift. <laughs> and I said, uh, I said I like this this dartboard, but I like to make some ice cream more. So I took the gift, but knowing this. The guy who had number one, Uncle Fred, man already owns ice cream maker. So it was a safe call. If I had picked another gift I wanted, maybe he would have stolen that, but he's not going to steal another ice cream maker to have two. So I came home with ice cream maker. Congratulations. What did you get in your Yankee Swamp? I got a uh, Longhorn gift card. Dang, that's a good ass gift. I will, I will take How it. Much? We had nothing like that. 25. That's our, that's that, our that limit. Our, yeah, that was ours, too. I, we've never done this because it takes a little bit more of a uh, commitment ahead of time, but uh, I would really love to do a Secret Santa. I think that would be We did lot. that, too. We I think do. part of uh, gift giving at the holidays is being able to identify the person you're giving the gift to and picking out something special specific to them. Um, there's... Yankee Swap is kind of devoid of that. Personal. Yeah. We do a cousin's Secret Santa. So just the cousins. I, yeah. I aspire well. to one day do a Secret Santa. I've actually never even participated in one. I use this 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 website. Uh, <laughs> I'll I'll pull a Chris and I won't say the name of the website. Uh, Good. But it organizes everything. Oh, so you enter perfect. everyone's name. It sends everyone an email with who who they have. So no one knows. So so no one knows. And you can also make like a wish list, just your interests and stuff like that. So it really sort of centralizes everything, and it's pretty good. Um, so that was pr- pretty fun. I hope uh, all of our friends listening also had a happy uh, happy holiday. I'm, I'm going to tell a quick story about, uh, about an outing I made. Uh, and I, I feel like this is a recurring theme uh, about our, our friend Tony. One day m- maybe we'll, we'll get him on. I, I don't know if 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 the the general public can 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 handle it. 
to to tell. I keep to tell trying to get him to to listen to the podcast, <laughs> he, and he keeps telling me his he, excuse is that he doesn't have the app. He won't. He won't even listen. And I say, download the app or and go to goes, the website. And he goes, one day I will. <laughs> one day doesn't. Don't all phones have the ability to listen to a podcast? But he could just go to screeningclub.com. It's true. Also, like he's in close and constant contact with like all of us, so we could just like show show him if he showed some some interest. But anyway, uh, as as th- those of you that have been listening know, Tony re- recently moved, and he was helped by uh, Mike here. Mm-hmm. And I thank Tony again for not ask, asking me to help him to it w- to it move. It was a very very tough day. <laughs> People were hurt. <laughs> And Tony also shared with me more details of the injury that he suffered that that day. He said his shoulder came out of the, popped out. He said he was in tough shape by the end. You know, <laughs> I've actually gotten se- several re- recounts of what happened that day. One one from you, one from Tony, and now I, I got one from T- Tony's brother too. And everyone, <laughs> everyone's is a little bit different. Get, shines a little bit more light on on what was what was <laughs> truly happening. But, anyway, Tony um. Invited me over to to view his his new apartment, and um, it was, you know, I I in, enjoyed being there and, sh- and checking nice, it out. Much nicer area than where he previously. You know what that area of uh, I like it of Manchester is really. It reminds me a little bit of like uh, the Greeley Park area of of Nashua, mm. like nice sort of older houses, a nice sort of thoroughfare you can r- run through. Then you take a left and go off that road onto where t- 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 Tony's apartment is, but still, it's 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 in a nice, a nice place. Um, anyway, then me and Tony. Uh, oh, he he showed me the two locations of his TVs, uh, and the still sort of uh, puzzling decision to put the much larger TV in his smaller bedroom mm-hmm. as opposed to the living room. It's mm-hmm. a dope TV, though. And we, is it? I mean, I and, like and I saw TV. that, um, and then I didn't notice, but I was told later by Tony's brother that Tony put the TV box on top of the TV stand in his bedroom. So there's like a dirty cardboard box underneath his very nice TV uh, for reasons that I'm sure Tony would explain if we gave him the chance. Uh, and we haven't. Then me and Tony went out to dinner, and that was a whole experience too. Because Tony picked the restaurant. He's very sadistic about things like like that. If, if I mean that that makes sense to to you guys. Um, and then we came back, and I had driven, so we're parked in the front of Tony's apartment, and you know we're saying our goodbyes because I'm about to leave. And then he says, "Jeff, I have something I need to tell you." And then he just looks me in the eye with that classic Tony stare and very dry and straight delivery and says, Jeff, that was not my, my apartment. (laughs) And then I, I sat there in horror for a moment and said, Tony, that, that apartment (laughs) that you were just showing me around for like an hour was not, not yours. And, and he said, no, and didn't provide any further ex- explanation on that. And then I said, but Tony, I gestured over to the Nature Valley protein bars that were on the refrigerator in that apartment, 
and you said, and I quote, those are pretty good. And then he responded, that was a lie. I've never had one of those in my life. And what? And finally, and I'm sorry, this is getting, a, this gives all of you a little taste of, of our, our friend Tony. And then the final straw was, sorry, the, the final straw, Tony cr- cracks me up. The, the final straw was when I said, Tony, you brought me over to the desktop computer in that apartment and brought up an Excel spreadsheet that you had clearly been working for hours on. Right. His his league spreadsheet. And then he paused for a moment because I caught him. <laughs> but then he said, I arrived to the apartment one hour before you you arrived and sat down at their computer and came up with that 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 spreadsheet. And that was the end and I never questioned it. But uh Hopefully one day we can get Tony on 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 the podcast because fr- frankly, is there anyone outside of like the actual like what we talk about on this podcast besides Tony who who we talk about more? This is ba- uh, basically a Tony po- podcast when it's not a TV podcast. He is a mystifying human being. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, really, he he cracks me up. A sadistic man. He, yeah, very very sadistic, but very dry. Very. His sense of humor is very dry, <laughs> and it cracks me up. Yes. Anyway, that's my t- Tony story. Now me and Mike both have a Tony story, and you're the only one that that, that doesn't ha- have one yet, Chris. You'll have to share one ne- next time, okay? Yeah. All my Tony stories are secret. <laughs> I, have, I have a few, but I'm not going to tell them. <laughs> that cracks me up. So we have quite a few things to get to today, so let's uh, let's get right into it. I know that both of you watched Homeland, right? Yeah. Yes, I don't watch Homeland, but I'm excited uh, for you guys to share with our viewers your uh, Christmas did listeners. really come early. I'm, it's uh, true. I'm speaking as as we've turned the page into 2017. I, I say Christmas came like 360 days early. Um, Santa answered our prayers. What? <laughs> what, what are you guys and, talking and delivered about? us Homeland one week earlier than expected. Yep. <laughs> So it's on uh, on video on demand. Yeah. So it was great. a surprise. Yeah, we were not expecting to review it this week, which shouldn't really be that much of a surprise. Showtime does this all the time with their shows, but uh, nonetheless, at the time, it was very happy surprise. Yeah. So, what do you think, Mike? I uh, well, I should just plug this here. I wrote a little preview review uh, of 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 what I thought uh, for the website, as well as general thoughts on uh, Homeland in general over the course of its now six seasons. And that's up on ScreenClub.com? Up on ScreeningClub.com. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And uh, as I said in the article, I liked it. I thought, so far, so good. Um, it's always best to take Homeland one episode at a time because uh, really at any given moment, something it could fall just radically off, off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> but really? it, it could, but it could also like blow your mind. It's a, it's a very weird show, um, but it's it's especially difficult to judge uh, in the really the first. I'd, I'd say give it like three or four episodes before you really know what 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 you're getting into with this season, because uh, the first few are dedicated almost entirely to setting up the uh, the main arc of the season as well as a lot of the new characters, um, but. What, what they were able to do in the, this one episode with the, the new setting in New York City, uh, what Carrie's up to, what Saul's up to, the new president-elect, 
uh, and then the um, that young Muslim, Muslim man, who I think is going to be pretty integral in- integral to uh, the plot here. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. I watched it twice. Um, I picked mm-hmm. up a little, a few more things. An hour long. It's an hour long. I picked up a few more things that I didn't really notice the first time around, uh, but overall, I was was pretty happy with it. Yeah, I liked the return to the United States this season. Yeah, we hadn't we hadn't been to the United States um, since since season three, three. Three seasons, yeah. Uh, this season, this is my first season of Homeland watching it live. Mm-hmm. I like binged like crazy the, uh, all the other seasons. So well, that's that's good. Sorry to cut you off, but that's good. It gave you less. It allowed you less time to dwell on like the really down periods yeah. of <laughs> you pushed on through. <laughs> but uh so when I was binging through it didn't feel maybe you felt this way when you were watching it live, but this first episode and probably this entire season really feels ripped from the headlines. Like they're talking about ISIS, there's a president elect. Yep. Seems like they were setting it up to be like, This is what's happening right now. Was that I thought, like- I thought last season was pretty ripped from the headlines just with uh surveillance and yeah. you had the uh the the journal, the leak documents. Yeah. So all all of that felt felt very relevant to um, present day geopolitics. Yeah. What season is this? Six. Right. It feels yeah. like it's been on for like longer than that to me. I just feel like I'm constantly hearing about. Homeland. Well, it wasn't on at all last year. They they took a little extra uh. extra time, sort of gathering, pr- preparing themselves for for this season. So. Well, uh, that sort that, of prolonged it. It's like, sort of cool. Yeah, but I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, yeah, big fan of Homeland. What did you think of the Quinn stuff? Uh, I was surprised to see him in such a state. As was I, although it makes sense considering makes last sense. time we saw him, um, there was a serious question as to whether or not he would he would live. Yeah. Uh, there was also a question as to whether or not Carrie would smother him with a pillow in his sleep. Yeah. That did not happen. She's now his permanent caretaker. <laughs> the woman that you thought was going to sm- kill someone in their sleep is a caretaker? The twisted web. She's now his land. caretaker. Yeah. Wow. Um, Which is sort of like, uh, in a way, I think, um, her own penance for herself because she was much to blame for, yeah. for what, what, what happened her to him last season. system. But uh, there was one scene in particular. Well, earlier in the episode, they talk about how like he was fine until you showed up. Thinking, I don't like, see how how that's possible. He he is far from laying, fine. Laying the seed for maybe he was faking, and then later on in the episode, there's a scene where it's like, remember during this the holdup, when he's getting robbed. Yeah. And he's like playing with the beer can, and you're like, oh, he's playing dumb, and he's gonna do some crazy move. And nope, no, he's just in a. Very he bad is state. so fucked up yeah. he went through some serious shit last season he was tortured uh he was was put through some sort of uh poisonous gas that he, <laughs> yeah. that he inhaled yeah. for a long duration like, of time like he was shot he had serious he like neurological out. trauma uh, my god like he was in a he was a in a coma that that carrie forced like him out of that like really seriously yeah. set him back um, but it's, and now, now he's suffering some like deep paralysis, um, some, some cognitive impairment. Yeah, but it, it, it's kind of interesting for the character because before then he was like this unstoppable force. Uh, it's it's really kind of unsettling just to yeah. see him in, in this in this current state. Um, and if you if you really had any questions about how well he was doing, 
throughout. I mean, they, they did not shy away from, from showing you time after time. Like, his vision is, is blurred. His speech is slurred. His he has, he has trouble formulating sentences. So this is a whole new world now. If the main character is like... I wouldn't call him the main the, character. The, like, he's yeah, he's a, a key side character. Very important character. Um, but yeah, that'll... I, I can't imagine who will ever get back to to where he was. That would really kind of strain yeah. credibility there. Yeah, but I'm excited to see where it goes. I do Who's... have it. One of the most annoying things from this episode that uh, really kind of bothered me was when Saul was sitting down with that senator at the bar, and the senator says says to him something like, "There's a reason we haven't had another 9/11." You remember that? Yeah. And I was thinking. What are you talking about? You have you literally had another 9/11 in which the CIA building building Langley was was blown to smithereens yeah. along with like 100 100 people the the vice president's family like I would go as, <laughs> that's probably as close to another 9/11 as you're going to get. Yeah. That line of made no sense. It was almost like they were just kind of erasing the the history of their own show there yeah. by, by saying something like that. Yeah. It's a weird line. That's weird. I just that was kind of a weird continuity thing. Yeah, but overall, you point. guys were happy with it. Yeah, who knows where it's gonna go? But it was a good, good first. Yeah, episode. I'm, I'm happy with it. Gotta love Claire Danes. Gotta love Claire Danes. Gotta kind of hate Carrie. She's kind of terrible. <laughs> She's up and down. <laughs> now you guys have also been watching Sense Eight. Yeah, another surprise. Even though it was more well well known. But uh, a Christmas special for Sense8, of all things. Oh, it was a Christmas special? Yep. It was a Christmas special, but really it was episodes one of two of, of season two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was Christmas related, though. It was. I couldn't believe how long it was. Yeah. I was long? expecting an hour. I think it was, I think it was two like, hours long. Yeah. Maybe even more. Yeah. I forget. I watched it a couple weeks ago. Wow. It almost felt to me like the Wachowskis were like getting used to, since it's been so long, getting used to producing the show again. Like, let's just mm. do this special <laughs> and we'll, and then we'll introduce the new. Well, man. I have to, I have to correct you though. Um, it's now just a one Wachowski, a single Wachowski. Yeah, don't you remember one of them sort of had to step away? Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Um, as as they sort of begin their their trend transition. Oh, okay. Um, so I think Lana is probably the one staying, right? She had already transitioned. She's already transitioned. Now another one is transitioned. So she's the one staying. Lana is the I, one staying. Then, right? I believe so. Yeah, the one who's already, yeah. which is Lana. Um, All right, cool. Wait, the, this is the Matrix? Yep. And they're doing a TV show? Oh, yeah. You yeah. Know? I have seen one episode of Sense8. But the Matrix I'd, are doing a TV show. I sure. loved Sense8. Me as well. I uh, thought it was such a, a fun, fresh um show that was done at such a high degree of uh, difficulty it's true that, that they were able to sort of pull that off in season one was really impressive and uh i've been missing it i'm glad it's back yeah but is it like when does the rest of when does the season i don't start? know if there's a air date but there is a That's season a two question. they announced a season two mm. and it leaves off there's definitely more to come but uh it's been like over a year since mm. the last season, so there was it was kind of hard to get back into it. There's no like on Netflix. There's no like previously on Sense Eight, at least not with every episode. So you kind of have to 
jog your mind and to be like, oh yeah, this character, what's this character doing? Why is this character on the run? Blah blah blah. Yeah, I had a really tough time with with all the plot stuff involving almost every character because there there's just so many different characters, so many different things going on, and we've been away from the show for like eighteen months, about about a year and a half. So I, it was almost like a foreign language watching it, <laughs> picking it up here. But um, when it was sort of able to sidestep the plot stuff and just focus on the, the, the core characters and their relationship to each other and just all the, the continent hopping and just characters appearing in their each, each other character's world, um, you're just quickly reminded of, of why, why it's such a, a special show. Um, there's a glory, another glorious orgy scene. Oh yeah, um, the call, calls back to the, the infamous one from season one. One of the key wow. moments in season one, controversial, and it felt like they just told the world to fuck off because they did it even better. They did it to a grander scale in this Christmas special. Really, it was awesome, man. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Oh man, just to, uh... just what they're they're asking of those actors to do <laughs> is uh... <laughs> yeah, it's pretty pain. Yeah, it's pretty painstaking for those actors because they probably have to fly to like all these different locations for just bit parts in the backgrounds of other characters. It's, mm-hmm. It must be really intensive. Mm-hmm. It's a very impressive show. Not not talked as much about as it should should be. Uh, deserves Sensei deserves better. I agree. Some really slick fight scenes. You know what? Sorry, Mike. Were you gonna say something? No, Mike? go ahead. I I was gonna say. Speaking of shows that deserve better, you guys don't watch Men in the High Castle. <laughs> I watched season one, but then I I decided not to. I have keep uh, yeah, I've never really given it given it a good look. I just wanted to quickly, you know, touch on that. I I know the Sense Eight Christmas special seems to have snuck up on you guys. <clears throat> Men in the High Castle season two snuck up on me, and that's my favorite. When I forget about a show that I liked, and then all all of a sudden it's the the full season is is on a streaming service. Um, I would definitely recommend it. I think season two is a lot better than se- season one, even though I enjoyed se- season one too. Um, do you guys? Well, Chris, you you watched the first season. Do you know a- anything about it, Mike? Yeah, I'm familiar with the the uh, the logline. The, the plot of it so it's iron man no i'm just kidding um yeah so it, it's just that stuff interests me so much and we really uh, it didn't go in the direction i thought it was going to go in at the end of last last year and we're really di- digging into uh I, I just love seeing what the world was like the alternate universe and uh it's it's very cool because, you know, that could have been the world, you know, if World War Two came out differently, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and uh, if we Chris is our in-house his, his historian, what's what's the quote, Chris? If we don't respect history, we're doomed to relive it. That's a paraphrase of, Repeat of it. the quote. Yeah. Uh, so really, I think everyone should watch Man in the High Castle. Um I I loved it. I loved it. Have you finished wow. the whole season? Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Wow. Yep. Was it 10 episodes? Yeah, it was 10. Uh, and they also do, 
they've pumped up the uh, the extras for this this season. So they had like a pretty good like what happened last season video for me watching. Then after every episode, so sort of like an HBO style inside the episode. Oh, I love those. Wow. Um, <clears throat> where the they sort of talk about what was ha- happening and and all that sort of thing. But no, man, the high castle. Very cool. Uh, I, I won't give any spoilers here, but I hope uh, everyone checks it out. Uh, I would highly, highly recommend it. Uh, Chris, another special. Gar- Garfunkel and, and Oates? Garfunkel and Oates, yes. Just a quick uh, Netflix comedy special. Uh, Kate Micucci and Ricky Lindholm are the comedy team behind Garfunkel and Oates. That's their name. Uh, they had a short-lived IFC show that was really great. I remember uh, that. Yeah. I never saw it, but... <laughs> right. uh, apparently not a lot of people did. But uh, really fun musical comedy. Just some comedy songs and some comedy interspersed. Uh, and yeah, go check it out on Netflix. So they just took two famous musicians' names and made it their their comedy team title? I guess so. You you don't know any insight into whether that's, that's the case? Well, it probably is the case, but I don't, I don't know any background for sure. Okay, you never saw that that show, Mike. I think it's on. Never. I think it's on Netflix too. I think it's only like eight episodes, and there's only one season. I think. I wanted to talk about one thing, and really, we need to put the pressure on Mike here. He hasn't watched. He's not caught up with DS. No. I'm a few behind. I didn't know DS was going to have a mid-season f- finale, but here we are. And I hope that you'll catch up and watch the DS mid-season yes. finale. It's Huge a, ending. It's something like, I need to do. You know what? Lots of frustration, but huge ending. And, um, you know, that bastard, what's his name? Uh, Kirkman? No. <laughs> Kirkman's a good man. McLeish. Oh McLeish, that's right. That name? Forgot about McLeish. <laughs> What's going to happen with him? Something big happens, Mike. Is he like a focal point of this big thing that, that happens? He's a big part of what's going on. What's the last... Are you a couple episodes back? I'm three back. Oh, my God. You've missed some stuff. <laughs> Noah, I'll say to all of our all the DS faithful out there, that episode wasn't the best, but it was a big one. It was a big moment, and uh, for all the fans out there, I think we'll be. Uh, Do you think it will finally convince the federal government to to re- relocate their operations out of outside of Washington D.C. Maybe, maybe to a more secure, you know unknown location. I'll say this. That topic was finally touched upon. Really? Wait, I have a prediction for the big reveal. <laughs> it really was, but yes, Chris. Is there finally a vice president? <gasps> well, Chris, the whole, like, the, all of this is drama around this guy that oh, is supposed okay. to become the vice president. Oh, okay. Of yeah. course he is. <laughs> so all that time you guys were complaining, oh, when's the vice president? They knew. No, then they it knew came all out. along. Then, they, then they took their sweet time it. bringing they, up the fact that he did, did not they have knew. a vice president. There was no plan of succession. For like oh, five like, episodes. There's a conversation that happens in the episodes that you you missed, Mike, 
where it's finally stated uh it's not safe here <laughs> it's not like like and they sort of draw back on a conversation that they claim happened previously where they said like do you remember when we were going to move into the white house and we were discussing if if it was safe this is all that never happened on and screen then, <laughs> and then they said i don't think it's safe anymore like it's not safe here uh and then their discussion is where where do we go who can we trust that's sort of where it goes wow um but yeah big time thing happens big time i'm intrigued you sold me <laughs> He's back well, it's just a matter of uh carving out the uh the time maybe almost three hours oh my god not, not that i can't not find three hours it's not doing something else in my spare time and devoting it to ds that's that's always that's the challenge <laughs> it's i'm sitting I'm, around <laughs> like it's it's the it's the battle that we all go go through yeah should we sit around or should we watch ds because the eternal struggle sometimes <laughs> well, there's I'm not pretty, that, that much of a difference i'm pretty deep in uh this minecraft world right now uh, that's where a lot of my free time is being spent <laughs> you guys pl- play in minecraft there's a recent update which I guess wasn't that big, but it got no. you guys back. Where, where, you, know, you remember that world, Jeff. My, my city world. The world. Where you had baseball? Challenge the baseball stage. You guys are still in that world? Oh, yeah. That, that was do, like two years ago. Time. I know. <laughs> you, you've, there have been quite a few big-time additions. Wow. I'll have to drop by. <laughs> I'll have to drop by at some point. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's, that's funny. And and know what? Um I was gonna, I was gonna touch on Madam Secretary, uh, just really quickly. Madam Secretary, I, I think those of you that watch, um, we never really have a situation where we a, any of the lead characters are really in danger. But we had sort of a big thing happen on a recent episode. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys care if uh, we have any spoilers here, but one speak, of the main speak characters, freely, please. The, the chief of staff, uh, has a heart attack and it's been un- unclear if he... Chris has this look on his face like he's actually con- con- concerned wow. about this. That's a big deal. Um, That's and, just uh, his default sick face. <laughs> it's, it's been un- unclear. Uh, how, how he's he's gonna be? I'm a big fan of Madame Sec, uh, Taylor t- t- Leone, but uh, you know, it's it's been pretty cool. And uh, I was thinking that Madame Secretary was gonna have a mid season finale too, but we're just keeping on trucking right right along with. <laughs> That's with not Madame the Sec. CBS way right into the new year. <laughs> yeah, so we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. But I thought that that was interesting that we sort of had a. A main character be in what I th- I thought it was really like the first instance like we've had you know we we've had l- legit things that seem like l- legit d- danger happen like there was a situation at the end of the first season where I think it was in the first season where a limo exploded and it was unclear if you know who was in the limo if it was one of our uh, our main characters um, but this one I really felt like he could actually die so I'm not. I'm not sure. Well, 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 we'll all have to say a prayer for him. Yeah. Keep him in our our hearts. He's a. Uh, I'm forgetting his name, but you would probably know him. He's a bald guy. Uh, 
Oh, I know that. I think I know that actor. It's a very difficult name to pronounce. I'll see. He, I, I actually really enjoy it. Like at the beginning of the series, it was unclear whether he was like a bad guy. Yes. <laughs> Selchko Ivanek. Sure. Has he been in other stuff that that you've you've watched? He was right? on True Blood. Hmm. X Men Ap- Apocalypse. He played a pe- Pentagon si- scientist. Wow. Twelve Monkeys. Isn't that something that you guys watched? No. Why do I know I that the movie? Show? He was a movie. Yeah, I've definitely seen something about Twelve, Bruce 12 Monkeys. Movie. But anyway, yeah, yeah. He's uh, I I like him not not as much as Taliani, but you know we also wanted to take a couple minutes and talk about a couple of movies uh, that we saw here over the break. A couple of big ones. We we had the biggest of big, the the new Star Wars movie, and then another uh, awards contender, uh, Manchester by the Sea, that I know we we all saw. Why don't we talk a little bit about uh, Rogue One? What what what, what were your guys' initial thoughts? Uh, I know Mike loved it. I loved it, yeah. I wrote a very favorable review <laughs> up on ScreeningClub.com. Yes. I read that, yeah. Uh, I liked it, didn't love it. I think I gave it a three and a half star. Yeah. What did you, you think, Jeff? Um, I liked it a lot. I liked it even better. I, I saw it a second time, and I liked it more, too. I thought it was really good. It was a, you know... It, it was so cool that I, I don't think we should be ju- judging it as a Star Wars movie, you know? Sure. Like, it was really a a war movie, like a battle movie in and of, of itself. Yeah, uh, on its own merits, it really was, like, its own unique special thing. But just so, as w- also, like, in the realm of, of Star Wars canon and lore i mean i thought it was it was great in that regard as well like it it tied together so well with the original star wars movie a new hope and we'll just say now we will have i'm I'm gonna say a couple things that that are spoilers sure so if if anyone's listening please turn back now if you don't want to hear spoilers for it but mike sorry please uh continue your your thoughts yeah i guess i'll just talk a little bit more uh specifically about it um i just I really loved what it was able to do with the uh, sort of unexplored uh, backstory of, of of really the entire original Star Wars saga. Um, and I really liked the new characters it was able to introduce. I thought the um, ties to the original trilogy were also awesome just as a huge fan of Star Wars. So yeah. What do you think, Chris? Why why didn't you like it as much as you think you you, you might have? Uh I think the the characters were my problem. Uh none of them really felt particularly memorable or fleshed out. Uh there weren't really any I don't I don't want to feel like I'm shitting on it cuz I know you guys I did like it, but there weren't really character arcs to be had there come on uh, G- the character of Jyn Erso well, went through a, a ca- significant character arc whether or not you you liked her or identified with her is another thing but I don't think you can say that she didn't undergo a character arc what's her character arc? um the re- redemption uh the uh 
redemption. Not was. not the approval of her father, but sort of to um, make up for the sins of her father. You have a little girl to yeah, to yeah. fulfill her own father's legacy, in a sense. It was very at, at such a young age to be torn because of a war that they had no no control over, that to to be torn away from her family and have her father working, forced to work for this this power that's causing all of this this grief and suffering and her thinking that her father's a piece of shit too and then to get get so close to sort of be forced into getting back in in touch with him and then getting so close to being able to to be back together and having some closure there and then uh never happen you know yeah i think uh, she I think there was multiple good good characters in there. Her, uh, I forget the name of the the, the main. And male. I think people are holding the movie to such a, kind of an unfair standard. Like if you look, go back and watch A New Hope. I mean, we we don't that I could wouldn't say that we know or get to know our our three core characters all that well, really, in that that first movie. Like, sure, there are are parts of them that we sort of learn about and identify with but it's really over the course of the the, the trilogy that we that we fall in love with them um, this movie only had two hours to to introduce the the this this cast of characters and i think what they were able to do with a lot of them was was just perfectly fine i had no no problem with it they they weren't the most fleshed out or in-depth characters that, that that we've seen but i think it was good enough in that that regard I mean, and everything else around that work was great enough well i guess maybe it would be to ask chris since star wars like you just mentioned really isn't about that like about maybe having the most fleshed out character like do do you like the other star wars movies or would you say it's on par with with those and you just don't really like so you thought this was lesser than than those yeah yeah i thought it was all of them no not all of them uh i just like I said, it was good. It just wasn't great. How cool was it seeing the Darth Vader scenes were so cool. I loved Darth Vader. I loved uh, Ben Mendelsohn, who played the, I forget his name, the director. The, uh, he did a great really job. The, the main yeah. bad guy was, was terrific. But uh, that, that final Darth Vader scene took my breath away. It's the scene of the movie. Actually, I thought when they died during the explosion it was just so the last act of that movie is near flawless it really just like thinking about how they were just this small part in this this huge saga and just you know the that there was all these other stories that we're, we're gonna get a piece of now right but it really was cool watching uh you know they they did their job and they just accepted that they were uh, their time was done and then oh man when you hear that lightsaber come out in that dark hallway that was so cool and and that was like that was prime time Darth Vader like I think that mm-hmm. right there was like the most powerful Darth Vader ever was ever like th- at that time because yeah. Like he had already made the tran- tr- transition and had sort of been like building up his power before he, and then the other stuff happens and he ends up all, all of that happens. But like that is like highest skill level fighting Darth Darth Vader. 
Like, that was insanity. And just like, oh, there's like 20 people in that hallway. Just just mowing through them. His his use of the force there was (laughs) very skillful. I I thought it was really cool. Uh, Am I thinking of, I might be thinking of A New Hope. But yeah, because they're th- those are the only two Darth Vader scenes, right? When the, the the two scenes, main scenes, I guess there was prior to that he had he was in another like shorter scene, but the the two main ones were on that like well, lava planet with Ben Mendelsohn, and yeah. then in this this final scene. It was just like because at at this point, right? Like even like most everyone on what what are they in the Imperial. Uh, on the bad side. Yep. yep. Like none of them, no one really believes in the force at this point. Right. Like everyone, cause it's, it's, it's like a, a dead art. Right, right. Right. Yeah. Like at this point when this movie is happening, like Darth Vader is just like, he is like the, 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 the one, like he is just like this crazy guy that could use all, all these powers and stuff. Like it really is crazy to think about it. Like, what those people must have been thinking in that hallway for this dude to just <laughs> come out and he's just <laughs> they're just passing that that floppy disk down, yeah. uh, down the line and then of course uh Car- carrie fisher uh well fake carrie fisher in the movie yeah. but then she uh passed but uh that was sad makes you think about i mean i know they're already done filming the new star wars movie but thank god but yeah. do you think, I mean, if she doesn't die in that movie, there might be a huge uh, space for them to fill if she was planned to be in ne- next movies, you know? I'm just I'm so sure relieved. I'm so relieved that she had uh, completed all of her scenes for, for episode eight. Um, and who knows where they leave her Leave her at, at the end of that movie. That That's going to be interesting. I think, I think they'll just write her out. Well, obviously they'll die. write her out, but I wonder what if they but, had big plans for her. I don't know. Is this, they they might not write her out. But I mean, like, no, I don't think uh, we'll. Have, yeah, I don't think they would do that. But I think she won't die. I think they'll be like, oh, she went. Yep. Blah blah blah. And I have a feeling that they're gonna honor her in some way in episode nine. Uh, uh, yeah. They they may kill her off screen. Yeah, Princess I, Leia. She might die maybe, off screen, maybe, and, they, no, and that would that would be a way for them to honor Carrie Fisher. I think there's like a 50-50 shot that she dies in the movie, though. So, sure, sure, it's always possible. Yeah. That's yeah, gonna, gonna be hard. It's gonna be really hard for people to watch seeing like the literal death of Princess Leia after after this. Not as hard to watch as that C- CG in the final scene of Rogue Rogue One, though. That 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 wasn't. That was pretty rough. Although, it wasn't great. I do think they relied way too heavily on. Uh, CGI of, of of the two yeah. characters. No, the second time I I watched it though, you know, Princess Leia really did wear like a ton of makeup. So really, like I was thinking the first time I I I saw it, like that looks sort of fake. But then I was like, really, like in the in the original m- movie, like from what that scene is supposed to be, like she had the makeup caked on pretty good. So like it it really did look pretty close close to that. I didn't think she looked as bad as uh, Tarkin throughout, who they really should have gone with the, the less is more approach with, uh, because he, I think the, 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 the technology or the, the failures of that technology were, were exposed by 
by showing him as often as they did. I thought the opposite. I thought that she she was worse, and the delivery of that line was also like cheesy to to me. And the line wasn't good either. Like it was just it sort was, of this mixture. It wasn't necessary. They could have just shown her from behind, or they could have shown her from the side. Uh, it didn't need to be like a close up shot of her face. And I kind of wish they took that same approach with Tarkin. Could have been shown from behind or in the reflection of the window or I actually thought silhouette. that was pretty great. Like the only thing that sort of irked me with him a little bit was like some of the mouth stuff. Like the mouth just always looks on. But it was really I noticeable think, and they really leaned dead. heavily into it. His, what? Eyes, his eyes looked very dead. Yeah. I thought it looked pretty good Good to me. I, I wouldn't have even but known maybe. The beauty of <laughs> really? an all CG yeah. character is that like 20 years from now. In the 25-year anniversary of Rogue One, they can redo all the CGI. That would be good. I would be not opposed to that. Yeah. I think it's just... It was the ma- like little mouth twitch thing. Didn't look, didn't look great. Of it. But anyway, yeah. Better than Jeff Bridges in Tron. <laughs> Legacy. That's true. That was like the first big that attempt, was only right? like That was only like one scene, though. <laughs> this was like... What, in Tron? Yeah. Jeff Bridges was in a lot of that. I know, movie. but when he's in Tron, when he when he's in the world of Tron, you believe it a little bit because it's no. like you're inside. <laughs> but he's inside of a computer, dude. I was like, all right, this that like, wasn't the intention. The only though. scene that I didn't, they wanted maybe, that to look as real as like they maybe could. What, uh, I love Tron. What about Robert Downey in Iron Man? That looked really good. Well, that but also that was part of a computer generation. That is true. Chris uh, is more willing to make excuses for these things. What they he literally is a CG character in that movie in the context of the movie still can I just say why was Princess Leia there just like in the whole scope of things for you to be like whoa Princess Leia like why what was her mission like I know why she was there but why would you have such an important person at such a crazy battle well um, they they actually talked about it briefly do you remember her father her father needed someone to to reach out to the the last remaining Jedi on that the desert planet Tatooine. Yes, um, I, I remember that. And that that was sort of her mission, someone he could trust to to locate him. Yeah, but why was she at the battle with the Death Star and with Darth, Darth Vader there? Why would they they bring her there, this very important person? Cuz she was supposed to retrieve the plants. Yeah. yeah, why would they send her, who's like the most important person, just to go and get get a disc? That it, it that that doesn't make make any sense. Like I'm talking about just in the general Star Wars, that doesn't make any sense because you have like the most important person or one of the most important a senator who's like one of the top people in this fight, and you go send her to the front of like a shitty battle where everyone's dying. <laughs> like that's a bad yeah, idea. Maybe It'd be like if. Like, like we have this very horrible battle in, in the Gotta Middle East. Let's get of... let's get Ob- Ob- Obama there. Like we we have to pick up this this intel. Let's get Obama to the front line. <laughs> I want Obama himself to be handed the intel <gasps> disc. Like that's what that. I that don't know was. if, if well, her is... role would would equate to uh, president of the United States. It also is. I get what you mean. I guess it's a ragtag rebellion. So they're not. They don't have the best chain of command. But if you want to talk about plot holes. What about in the beginning? I love Mads Mikkelsen, so, I mean, he was amazing in this, but if his plan all along was to 
You know, the Death Star is good at just laughing, right? Like, his no, plan no. all along was, okay, I'm just going to build the Death Star, and then I'm going to build in this weakness because it's going to be built anyway, Yeah, which is a great, that's a great line. I, lo- I love that idea. Okay. Why did he make his, why, why didn't they just go along with it from the beginning when Ben Mendelsohn came down? Why did his wife have to die? Because she threatened him with a gun. Well, but, but but if that was the plan, why not just go peacefully? And but then it wasn't the plan at that He point. didn't want to. It wasn't the plan at that he, point. He did they not had want but to go point, with them. But when Ben Mendelsohn comes down, no you, know you're, you know you're done. You send off Jin. There's no reason for the wife to resist without a gun. He didn't tell his wife to come out with a gun. He didn't want her to. I know. It's, she, I'm saying it's unrealistic why she did that. Well, she wasn't the smartest. I think you're splitting hairs here. I don't think you're splitting hairs. I see what you're saying, but the the thing is, they wanted to escape. Then I think this plan he came up with when it was clear that he had to go back. Okay, I I guess so. That's that's what that was. Um, Also, gotta love, like, Darth Vader, like, in the equivalent of, like, a... a, 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 Taking, like, a nice bath, like a Darth Vader bath in his his big uh, vertical tub. Yeah. Mm. And, like, oh, it was so cool. Like, you could see it was, like, a bit younger. Like, you know? Like, he was right in that in that prime time zone. Although his voice is, has noticeably aged, like, 30 years. He's <laughs> making puns. Darth Vader like always, though, like, when you look back on it and knowing uh, what's his name, the extremely famous voice actor, James, James Earl Jones. Oh, yeah. Like, has a connection with James, James Earl Jones. Um <laughs> Like looking back now, I feel like even when you watch the original movies, it's just like weird because you know it's J- James Earl Jones t- talking. You know, James Earl Jones is getting up there in age. They better, they better get all that they need from him. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, oh, before it's so too late. Cool. That Darth Vader scene was so cool. The second one. Yes. Yes, it was. It was. And it isn't like that exact scene in a new hope like the, it's akin the, to the, the, the tail end of it like yeah. a co- continuation of it who no, knew that's what darth people? vader was doing before he know, appears it's not on the screen in a new hope why was darth vader's cape uh waving in the vacuum of space when he stood on the on the on the dock there and watched the ship fly away who knows maybe there was <laughs> I haven't a, thought about that was an air release <laughs> okay let's talk about another e- epic space film uh manchester by by the sea yep uh so i saw this and you both both saw it yeah yeah i know you 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 loved it right mike i've seen your your or was it chris's review it was my review on the site yeah but uh chris reviewed it on his on his letterbox page yep i loved it as well on uh would you give it five out of five stars I would. I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell from this conversation, Jeff does not feel the same way. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was okay. All and, right. Uh, did you like Rogue One better or worse? Definitely like Rogue One better. Interesting. But why specifically Rogue One, Chris? Because we just talked about Rogue One. Okay. Uh, well, I don't have to share my, my thoughts first. Please uh, please share. Well, we, we talked about it uh, on the last pod a little bit. Did did you? Yeah, I think it was before you had seen it. So, so I, th- I think you only very, very briefly, totally very briefly. So please, 
I'd love for oh, you to yeah. I'd love for you to lead us off. Okay, this movie was first of all, it was too long. Can you guys at least agree it was too long? I disagree. I never felt that while watching it. I'm also I, very sensitive to things being too long. I did not feel about that. When movie. I'm thinking it was too long, I'm thinking, did we need like 45 solid minutes of just like watching the teenager try to get get laid? But what, you, what you're really like doing... in multiple different scenes. What you're really doing is watching someone try to cope with the death of their father in their own way. Well, great. Then then we can ha- have it be five five hours long and you can use that as the, as, as the reason. Well, well, obviously I didn't feel it was excessive, but you did. Different opinion. I don't think he was trying to cope with the death of his father when we had like three different scenes. Okay, he's going to the girl's house. Okay, we're 15 minutes in. Okay, one scene, great. Okay, he's a typical teen teenager. They mm-hmm. do that stuff. Okay, ra- round two. Uh, K- K- Casey Affleck, can you come in the house with me this time so we can have another excruciatingly long long scene about about me with this this girl? I don't know. I'm gonna stare at you like I do during during the whole movie and be awkward. Okay, well, let's let's go inside the house and have a a, th- a thirty minute point pointless scene again. With that being said, I thought there were some nice nice moments. I would give it maybe like it was a better movie than a like it, on the scope of movies. It was on the good side of movies to me, but it was too long, and the whole movie was just. Let's throw out every... Okay, this is what the movie is. Let me just say this. It's it's too long. It has two, it's two and a half hours of... Let's throw out every horrible thing that can possibly happen to make everyone feel horrible and throw in some some lighter moments and then we can we can just say that it's unconventional and raw and that and that's why we should we should all have Oscars now. Like that's that's all it is. And it, uh, it was okay. Like when it ended, I was I was just like I'm I'm really sick of being here watching this. But it was okay. If if it was like forty minutes shorter, I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more. There was a lot of fluff, a lot of like tragic fluff, you know. But not not even that. Actually, there was a lot of just point pointless stuff. Just like oh, just watching Kate Casey Affleck sit sit there couple great great lines though when they when the kid says you gonna shoot me or you with that gun that was a good line <laughs> you 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 guys are in are in awe well no no i was just i'm letting you finish okay um uh no and then i mean yeah so that's that's what i would say i think we're just gonna get a bunch of this is unconventional and real and raw and that's why we we have to say a movie that's not that good is great because it was like it didn't have a great story. It didn't have. I th- I th- I thought the acting was okay. Like Kate, Casey Affleck was was pretty good. Some of the secondary characters were really bad. Like basically, women in this movie just function as like the the people that people are trying to have sex with, or like oh the women are supposed to be very sad. And a lot of the women in this movie, I felt like, did not do a good job. Like the, or like they should, the acting could have been a lot better. Like 
one that stands out to me is when they go and Casey Affleck's trying trying to get a job at what whatever he goes to a couple places and then he's talking to like the the, the main guy and he's like oh when the guy gets back can you just let him know that I'm interested and then the woman comes out and like really like I don't want to see him around here again like it's just like there was lots of like little parts like like that that I just felt like weren't good and it just sort of took took me out of it and in general like oh, I just like Casey Affleck was just like okay like it was like okay you're like a you're a weird guy that's gone gone through gone through a lot so you're going to act weird you know but i did like a a lot of it it was just excruciatingly long and they were just like trying to throw every tragic thing that they could at us but if it was a lot shorter and they sort of told the story better like there there wasn't really a story like, I, I know that's supposed to be, like, the whole gimmick of, of the movie, right? Like, this is real and raw, so it's just going to, like, sort of begin and end, you know? Like, there there was not, like, a story. I guess it was supposed to be, like, the Casey Affleck living through all the horrible things. Anyway, no, there, there definitely was, was a very uh, powerful story at, at the center of this, and it was the story of of these two very damaged souls, um lost in life coming together to try and fix whatever whatever brokenness that exists uh, between them or within them and the, the movie didn't definitively answer whether or not they would by the end but it sort of leaves off with the hope that they would the you know, kid I, was a damaged soul sorry is that what you're saying yeah he kid who had lost his father and was abandoned by his mother that 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 was a huge part contributing part of, of his arc throughout the movie that I, I I think is is also really um, prevalent in understanding his uh, really his entire personality. So when you say that you, we probably didn't need the forty extra minutes devoted to him trying to uh, sleep sleep with with girls in his school, I think um, I think that's true. But uh, they did help us in our understanding of him as a character, as well as um, just deepen our uh, awareness of what he was going through with his father and his mother. Um, so, uh, in that respect, I, I disagree. Um, but you agree that we didn't didn't need them? Probably not. But it helped us in our understanding of of him as a character. And he, I think, it really was a, a two part story um, with with him and K- Casey Affleck's character. Um, so I that in that in that side of things I think it was necessary and I I I didn't think it was it was too much I I was really uh, captivated what, by it. What like was the story beyond like them slowly revealing what had happened and then Ben or uh, Casey Affleck planning like the funeral and stuff? The story was was of of him. Uh, coming to terms with the significant loss of, of losing his entire family while at the same time trying to heal and um, provide for his his nephew who who's going through something similar and I think through his relationship with his nephew was was a means of of healing 
and uh, getting better um, in how, however way he could. And that, that, that was like the, the real crux of the story. But we don't even know if that happened, right? The movie, I, I love that the movie didn't definitively answer one way or, oh, no, or, or the other. Unconventional. What? It's unconventional. It's not, well, it, it, it's not it, good. Yeah, it, it doesn't doesn't fit into like a conventional box in, in that sense. It, it, it that but that it, that is life. You never know. But other than it being raw and un, unconventional, and that's the excuse for it not telling a good story. It's not an excuse. Like it's, what it's, happened? It did tell a great story. But what happened? We didn't even get get a story. It, it didn't. It didn't slap on a pretty bow at the end, though. No, that, we that, didn't even get a story. We, we did get a great story. story. We just found out what happened. These horrible things that kept on happening. Got 40 minutes of a teenager trying to get, get with the girl. And then nothing happened at, at the end. Are you talking about he left his nephew with the friend, the family friend? But it was unclear, like, even if that was, was going to happen, it, right? We, it, was, it was left off at the end that, that he, he tried and he, he ultimately could not fill the shoes of of his his dead brother he 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 couldn't do it he didn't have the strength to do it so he did what he the best he could in um fulfilling his brother's wishes that was Le- leaving his brother the with, leaving movie. his son with his with his with his friend are you describing the beginning or the end because well, that's the, how he was the at the movie beginning. was him trying and then he realized he couldn't beat it so he set up his thing with his family friend he he didn't even try though he he, he, he just try. said i'm not gonna do it no, he definitely he tried. tried. He, he lived with them for, for, I don't know, I don't remember the, the time span. Yeah, he tried, and then the kids are saying, why can't you stay here? Why can't you stay? I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. And then he realized he wasn't up for it. When did he, there was no point at when the, he was up At the end, it. we're in there at the table, and they have a discussion about what his future's going to be. At what point did Casey Affleck go, like, what changed in, in Casey Affleck? He, he didn't come and support the kid. He didn't move. He tried. When did he try? He kept saying he's not going to try. He, he got there, and then they were going to sell the boat. They were going to do all these things. And then he realized that he couldn't. He never said. He, he realized that he couldn't what? He couldn't be the father figure that the, his nephew needed. At what point did he think he was going to be a father figure? He tr- He tried. He was going to move there, and then they were... Going to he was going to move together. There? That was the original plan, and that's when he was trying to figure out if that's what he was going to do. I remember the plan was brought up. He said, I didn't know about this plan. I'm not doing this. Yeah. And then what changed? Then he didn't do it, right? Yeah, and then he realized that he wasn't able to do that. What do you mean he realized? He, right at the very beginning, said, I'm not doing it. And yet he, and yet he went through living with him. He lived with him for months. System. Yeah, and he tried to get a job in town. Months? Yeah, I, I think so. you're you're oversimplifying uh, his 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 emotional journey here. It um, was a very simple movie. Well, like nothing we, happened. We disagree on that. Uh, there there, there it, were there are so many layers packed packed into this here that I think you're kind of glossing over. Um, okay, so but beyond we had a bunch of tragic events. Well, I mean, like I would love for us to have like dived deeper into these things and actually like tell a story surrounding these events rather than just be like what we got, which was watching Casey Affleck be weird for two, two, two and a half hours. Like, I think that if, if it was told in a different way, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Like it was a 
interesting idea for a movie. The, and the the idea of having to watch these people struggle through these things. But we really didn't get like anything. It was really excruciating and it was painful. Sorry, you feel that way. Well, you agree it was painful, right? No, not at all. You don't think it was a painful movie? I think we painful in sense. I think it was a painful. We're talking about pain. certain scenes were extremely difficult to watch. Yeah. Pa- painful in, in the in the best way, in that it was able to uh, evoke you and make you identify with, with the situation. It was um, a rough movie. I thought it was a terrific movie. Uh, I thought Michelle Williams was tremendous in that that final scene uh, with with with. Casey Affleck, his ex-wife, uh, Gretchen Mull, Kyle Chandler's ex-wife was, I love her. She was great as well. Um, Bueller, Bueller. Yeah, I loved that scene. That 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 scene told such a like a its own like sort of unique side story, and I would, <laughs> I kind of like that it glossed or not glossed, but it sort of touches on it briefly, but without delving too deeply into it. Like you understand that there is something like deeply disturbed about about this situation but it 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 sort of just sort of throws it at you and walks away i think i was talking to chris about this but is that supposed to be like he was a very controlling person is 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 that what that was because then like yeah the kid gets an email from him yeah. is that what that means because i i didn't know if, if, if that meant the mother decided she didn't want to be both that life. like he's he see he views her as sort of like this reclamation project for for himself um and just sort of also just sort of shows us what her current frame of mind is and that she was in, well, in some ways she is better. She still has a long way to go before ever sort of getting to a place where she could have a sustainable relationship with her son. That movie was, was pretty good. I I don't want to, I just felt that some things need to be said because that was like an excruciating movie. In for like the wrong reasons to me, but it was like it was you know I I enjoyed it overall, but it could have been a lot better is all I think. I I loved it for what it was, and um, I think throwing just using the word unconventional to describe it isn't a bad thing. It was, and that's sort of part of its appeal, and is that it. It was this this meditation on, on loss and grief and redemption, um, unlike anything we, we we typically see, and that that that's part of why I loved it so much. I think we don't see it because it, it was sucks. Like, I, it told just a really great, sad, memorable story about two very sad people. Yeah, that that's why I liked it. I'm gonna be sort of disappointed if that movie gets. Casey Affleck, I think, deserves that that Oscar. Oh, come on. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. He did so much with so little. I know. That's like the excuse for this whole whole movie. Like, nothing happens. It's it's easy to just point at something and say, that's the excuse. It's also easy just to point at something that sucks and say it's unconventional. Sucks. You're doing the exact same thing again. You just said it was pretty good. I'm using the extremes like Chris was just just using, using, painting with a broad brush. I'm saying you didn't say the movie sucked. I'm saying it's easy to point at something that sucks and say it's unconventional. The movie was okay, in in my opinion. My opinion, it was was a great movie. Yeah, my favorite of the year. Oh come on! Yeah, it might be my. It's definitely up there. Might be my favorite of the year. 
Come on. It's not. It wasn't. It wasn't very good. Well, we there, feel I, we feel differently, Joe. I I'd really like to talk talk more about this so I can come to a better understanding. But I know we've we've spent a lot of time on this on our TV pod, podcast. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll just be. You can't say when an actor comes out and gives a truly awesome performance, and then say that Casey Affleck in this movie was anywhere close to there. Talk about painting with a broad brush. What broad brush? I'm, I'm saying, re- look at, like he sold that character's misery, his grief, his pain. I thought so exceptionally well, um, and in such a understated way. Like you felt every, just every decision he made, every movement he made was influenced by his. His, the tremendous loss and pain that he felt, and I thought he conveyed that exceptionally well, uh, in such a variety of different ways. Like in one, in one instance, he is this very quiet, um, sort of awkward state, but in others, he he uh, releases that that anger in, in other ways. So this movie was at least thirty three percent like a teenage drama, with us just having to watch. Like and, and no, I'll say I. I really didn't like uh, what's the the first girl girlfriend, the first one that was in that was in the house. I'm I'm talking about I'm I'm like neither, neither did Casey Affleck. Yeah, <laughs> well, when she I thought it was so rude that she came out and like like I think it was like a power move when she came out and put those place place mats down. Do you, do you know know what I'm talking about? And then tells Casey Affleck that the kid doesn't need to hear this conversation. You just came and sat down at the table. Casey Affleck was just minding his own business at, at, at the breakfast table. She wanted to come out and be like, this is just normal for me. I just come come to this house and have, have breakfast here. You're an intruder, you know? I don't, n- neither of you can have a conversation about the scenes in the movie because you're, you're mad at me for what I think about the no, movie. I, I just we don't agreed. feel that, that strongly about, about that. Yeah, you... Well, we got like forty-five minutes of it of uh, us having to deal with the kids' girl, g- girlfriends. So no, I no, hope you not that, you have not that much time. It. it really was. I think if we really analyze the movie, we got at over th- th- thirty minutes of that. Sure, and I think a lot of that was uh, in the service of a better understanding that character, who was extremely vital to to the to the movie. Um, in that regard, it was worth it. But you both have no comment when I, when I talk about the scenes. I, I agreed with you. Okay. It was, yeah, it was a movie. That's for sure. Damn straight. Um, but anyway, sorry everyone that tuned in for the TV stuff, but those were two, uh, two big things. And we know we know that you're, you're tuning in to hear the differing opinions, right? So I hope everyone enjoyed that. Maybe uh, you know, hearing once in a while someone that doesn't just uh, blindly agree with with uh, with uh, the the critics. I know I, everyone seemed to love Rogue One. Did they? You two did for sure. I thought it was really good. All right, everyone. Next week we're gonna have a lot more to to talk about, and maybe you know I would like like to talk about m- movies. Every now and then, yeah. maybe we'll 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 f- we'll figure it out. We'll 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 see what to do. And I think we might have. Uh, Hopefully, I see 
La La Land for uh, next week, so we could, we could talk about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely see that if you like musicals. Definitely was a musical. You know, La La Land. Let's let's talk about that that later because La La, La Land. I thought. Well, I won't say anything. Okay, so we can talk about that after Mike Mike sees it. But in the meantime, guys, where can they visit you guys online, Mike? ScreeningClub.com and on Twitter at Linguistics underscore. How about you, Chris? Twitter.com slash ThatMorris and ScreeningClub.com. I just put up my top ten games of the year. Check that out. That's a good article, although I felt there was one or two uh, missing missing pieces there. Yeah, I can't play everything. Was there no no VR there, Chris? I don't have a VR helmet. Okay. That's it. Fair enough, and I saw that you gave that dis- disclaimer at the beginning of the article that, you know, it's only the games you've you've been able to play. Mm-hmm. But really good stuff coming from both Chris and Mike on the website, so make sure to check that out at ScreeningClub.com. As always, you can share your comments or thoughts with us, ScreeningClub at gmail.com. Please uh, remember to rate and subscribe if you love or hate us, uh, but mostly if you love us, please, uh, and let us know what you think. Uh, and uh, in the meantime, guys... 2017 it's a whole whole new year that's good we're gonna have uh we're gonna have a lot of fun this this year so uh we'll catch you guys next time until then enjoy your tv watching